Long lines are back at food banks across the country. Families overwhelmed by the rising prices brought on by inflation. How we doing, people? It is July 18th, 2022. I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report. We are live streaming on Rumble, YouTube, and Blaze TV. Subscribe, tap the notification bell. You know the story. And we got a big show for you on this Monday. I hope you're feeling refreshed. Hope you're feeling good. It's the middle of the summer. And I uh, hope you're taking politics with a grain of salt so that you can enjoy yourself in the middle of the summer. I know that I am, which is why I'm in a good mood on this Monday morning. Uh, but we got a big show for you. We're going to be talking about those crazy lefty woke progressive Democrats. Can you believe it? They're all insane. Uh, but we're also going to be talking about their media counterparts. We're going to be talking about the ridiculousness of this administration. And uh, we will talk about some of the few, there are a few people out there who are uh, doing some good things and fighting this nonsense. And uh, as always, we want that avenue to be open for the people who are waking up to the nonsense to come to our side. We have cookies, we're nicer and happier, and uh, we're freedom loving and uh, let you live the way you want to live. So that will be the theme for today. Real quick, let me talk to you about Relief Band, uh, which it's perfect for today because our Joe Biden and the Democrats' disastrous policies making you nauseous. Did you know that one out of three Americans regularly suffer from nausea? Well, there's a solution. You've got to check out Relief Band. Relief Band's the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband that's clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with the Biden administration. Motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and much more. It works by stimulating a nerve in the wrist that travels to the part of the brain that controls nausea. Then it blocks the signal your brain is sending to your stomach telling you that you're sick. It's like the name says, it's legitimately a band that you wear on your wrist to relieve from nausea and anxiety. And you change the intensity depending on how you're feeling to make it stronger or weaker. It's that simple. The technology was developed over 20 years ago in hospitals to relieve nausea from patients but now through a relief band, it's available to the masses. The product's 100% drug-free, non-drowsy, and provides all-natural, long-lasting relief with zero side effects for as long as needed. And they just released their new model, Relief Band Sport. The Sport is waterproof, has extended battery life, and can attach to your Apple or Android watch. So if you're finally taking that summer trip or just nauseous from everything going on in the world, I've got good news. Right now, you can join over 100,000 Relief Band users for an exclusive offer just for our listeners. Go to reliefband.com. Use promo code RUBIN and you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping and a no questions asked 30-day money back guarantee. That is reliefband.com and use promo code Ruben for 20% off plus free shipping. I'm pretty sure that Joe Biden's assistant could use that right now because things are not going well. Okay, so let's just dive right into it. There's a lot going on in the world right now. We're going to get to Biden's trip to the Middle East, a uh, bunch of snafus and gaffes, and it's basically been a complete disaster and the media can't hide it much longer. Uh, but one of the interesting things that is going on right now is that we are seeing 
the awakening of the liberals. Yes, I kind of did it years ago. Plenty of people did it before me, including Ronald Reagan himself and Frank Sinatra and many others. Uh, but liberals are waking up and they're waking up real fast because the woke thing has decimated anything close to what was a moderate liberalism of times long gone. And now people who would not really think of themselves as conservative are, are realizing that liberalism is really banged up and it's not just in the United States, it's uh, happening in a very specific way up in Canada. Uh, so Joe Rogan, you might've heard of this guy. He has a popular podcast program. It's on the internet somewhere. I'm told it's on the internet. Uh, a couple people watch him. Uh, he is waking up pretty freaking fast. You may remember just a week or two ago, he said that he probably would support Ron DeSantis for president. Uh, and now he's going off on Justin Trudeau. And just let me say before we throw the clip, the reason I show these things about guys like Rogan and Bill Maher, et cetera, is because they represent a small sliver of people that still can be changed. This disaffected liberal, this younger person who factory setting was a liberal, who is now waking up and realizing, boy, things aren't exactly what they seem. So here is Joe Rogan on what's going on up in Canada and their evil whacked out communist leader, Justin Trudeau. Canada is communist. Canada's crazy. They're fucked. They're fucked. They got to get rid of that guy. How much time does he have? I feel like he's been prime minister for a while. Am I wrong? I don't know. I don't know how their system works up there. I have zero understanding of their system. Yeah? I never looked into it at all. I just, I didn't even, I, I just liked him. I liked him before the pandemic. Trudeau? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, he's a handsome guy. Yeah. Seems sweet. Yeah. You know, it's like, good, good looking guy, confident, good talker. Yeah. And then during the pandemic, I'm like, oh, you're a fucking dictator. Yeah. Oh, you don't like criticism. You're trying to shut down criticism by saying that all your critics are misogynists and racists. Yeah. You hear he said that about the trucking people, the truckers? He called them? Called them all misogynists and racists. Oof. Yeah, he's gross. He's a sketchy guy. Yeah. And he's got some fucking shaky deals. I would like to see, like, where the money is coming from. Like, why, why do you want everybody to get injected every four months? They don't need that anymore. Like, what do we do? Okay, so to be clear, I am not showing you that, telling you that it is the most incisive political commentary ever. But it is interesting that Joe Rogan, and again, this guy is the biggest podcaster. It's bigger than the Rubin Report, it's true. Uh, he is the biggest podcaster in the world. He's saying, hey, I don't know much about this Canada guy, uh, this guy up there, I don't pay much. Americans didn't pay much attention to Canada before all of this lockdown craziness. And he's saying, oh, the guy has nice hair and he wears nice suits and he speaks nicely. Uh, but what happened, which is what often happens to these liberals, they're not really liberals, but these liberal leaders, is they get unmasked. The second you scratch a liberal, a progressive, you find a deep authoritarian. And that is exactly what has happened with Justin Trudeau. It's exactly what's happened with basically all of our blue state governors and mayors, et cetera, et cetera. You guys get all that. But he's saying, Rogan is saying, hey, I don't know much about this, but I do know a little something about freedom. And this guy, when the truckers were out there, and you guys all remember the Canadian truckers, we covered it quite extensively. When these truckers were out there saying, hey, we want to just be able to do our jobs. We want to be able to deliver goods. We want to keep the economy going. And you're demanding we get injected with your experimental vaccine. We, you're demanding we get injected with it so that we can leave the country via plane. Uh, you're locking us down. I mean, they had Toronto, Montreal, all over Canada. They had some of the most draconian lockdowns. There's still vestiges of it all over Canada. They, they have far more damage than most Western countries. And they don't have the defenses, whether it comes to free speech or your ability to defend yourself 
uh, that we have here in the United States. So this showing this really bleeds into a broader time where the left is now losing credibility from sane liberals, right? That the, all of these people, you look at a Justin Trudeau, he looks a certain way, he sounds a certain way, oh, he must be a good guy. Turns out not to be a good guy. You look at, say, Gavin Newsom in California, he looks a certain way, his suits fit, he's got slick back hair, but then you scratch him a little bit, you find the worst sort of authoritarian leader. Uh, we're gonna get to uh, DC Mayor Muriel Bowser in just a second, Biden, the media, et cetera. It's like all of these things are being unmasked right now. We're in, a, we're in an unmasking phase, and I think the challenge for the rest of us that are just freedom-loving people, it's like, how do we take these refugees? Because they're, they're, they're worried, right? They're going, oh my God, can I be a conservative or a libertarian or just not a knee-jerk lefty? Could I be that? I thought those people are all racists and bigots. Turns out that we're not, it's wild. It's weird, wild stuff. Uh, all right, so we're gonna get into all that. Let me talk to you about real estate agents I trust real quick. You know, buying or selling a home is already one of the most stressful things you can do, and it can be 10 times worse if you're not working with the right agent. Generally speaking, our homes are our biggest investment. That's a ton of responsibility, and you need an agent who takes that seriously, which is exactly why I recommend real estate agents I trust. They work with only the best agents in every market. They do their homework, talking to every agent before inviting them to join their network. And here's a big one. They only work with full-time pros, no part-time or inexperienced agents. Their team makes the introduction and then follows you through the buying or selling process to make sure that you're satisfied. The agents they work with have long track records and are the best sellers in their field. They're part of this audience. They share your values and they're almost anywhere you wanna go. Just go to realestateagentsitrust.com, provide them with some basic info. They'll contact you to make an introduction to an agent in your town. You move and you live happily ever after. Pretty sweet. So, okay, speaking of lefty leaders that seem nice on the outside, that are pretty boys, that have nice hair, that wear suits that fit, that often have fancy socks, that have nice teeth. Uh, but beneath all that turn out to be really horrible people. Uh, we now have to talk about California Governor Gavin Newsom. And that means that I have to put money in this jar because I'm mentioning California and Gavin Newsom, soulless, extra five today, soulless Gavin Newsom, the American psycho of politics, someone who will say and do anything, absolutely anything uh, to attain power. Someone who, as we showed you on Friday, when Joe Biden was out of the country, magically showed up at the White House to meet with Joe Biden's wife, Dr. Jill Biden, and meet with the vice president. They are planning a slow motion coup. Joe, you just don't know it. Well, anyway, Gavin Newsom was in the news, not only because he showed up at the White House, but he did an interesting uh, interview uh, with LA television. And also he's been going after Ron DeSantis and, and he dares occasionally say the word freedom, which is a word that should be banned from his mouth because he does not believe in freedom at any level whatsoever. Well, he did an interview a couple days ago on LA TV and uh, it turns out that uh, in about a week from now, it's looking like LA is bringing back mask mandates Yes, what a time warp we live in. Uh, well, he was asked about that. LA County has moved from medium to high risk for the spread of the virus. The nation's most populous county is preparing to bring back an indoor mask mandate if the COVID surge continues. This morning here in LA County, the nation's largest county, home to 10 million people, we could be two weeks away from reinstating an indoor mask mandate here. And um, LA County looks like it's about to put in a mask mandate back um, when the rest of the state is not. Yeah. 
does that make sense to have certain parts where you can literally go across the street and you've got to wear a mask and, and other places where you don't? Is that a good policy at this point in the pandemic? Well, look, um, localism is determinative. It's just a bottom-up frame. At the end of the day, I, I keep reminding people because I keep reminding myself, California is the size of 21 state populations combined. The conditions up in Northern California near the Oregon border are very different than they are in the southern part of the state. And so I do believe in regional approaches. I do believe in flexibility at the local level. Now, you see the exact opposite, mandates denying flexibility at the local level coming out of other states. Uh, we believe in a different approach. So I think that needs to be tailor-made through the elective process and the deliberate process at the local level. I do think that's more appropriate. Okay, I want to be very, very clear and clean with my words here. It is my belief as a free citizen of the United States of America that Gavin Newsom does not have a soul. I think it is possible that he is not a human being. I think perhaps he is some sort of Cylon or alien or per maybe was created in a lab somewhere, uh, but that is not a human being. His ability to lie with no, clearly, no thought into what his actions are and how they differ from his words is absolutely incredible. So he believes in localism. He locked down his entire state. Now, when they're trying to bring back mask mandates, then he's sort of into it. Oh, yes, they should be able to do it. They're deciding what they do locally. But let's just flash back to a year ago. If a year ago, if one of those counties up near the Oregon border had wanted to not lock down, he would have been all over them. So he's a liar. The idea that he cares about bottom-up governance is a complete lie. He loves big government. He loves high taxes. He loves more power from him for himself. Did he believe in localism when he was dining at French Laundry without a mask with lobbyists? Did he then when he was locking everybody else down? Didn't stop him from spending $30,000 on booze at French freaking laundry. Uh, I don't know how you can, I've said this before, I don't know how someone, look, we can all make mistakes. We can all regret decisions we've made. We can all evolve politically. Certainly all of those things are possible. He is nothing other than a high level fraud con man. Everything about him, everyone needs to know it. You need to tell all your friends because he's obviously on his way to the national scene right now. They are trying to figure out a way when they get Biden out to make him VP and then maybe they'll push Kamala out so he'll be the, the Democrat nominee in 2024 so that they can actually push California policies all over this country. He has demolished California. California in the last two years had never, before the last two years, had never once had a net loss of population. Twice in a row, last two years, 2020, 2021. Uh, they have lost population. These people are going all over the country to get away from him and his policies. So I just don't understand how you could say that. I believe in localism. No, you don't. Nothing that you have ever done has shown that you believe in localism, that you believe in bottom-up framework. You liar. But this is what they do. These people are hypocrites. They are BS artists. And it never ends. So now we move to another Democrat. Uh, this is video of Democrat Mayor Muriel Bowser. She is the D.C. mayor, big Democrat. Uh, things are not going very well in D.C. right now. 
Uh, and suddenly she's very upset at the Biden administration because you're not going to believe what's happening in her little city because they keep letting all these illegal in, illegals in. She's having some problems. The uh, Washington Post reported last week that homeless shelters in D.C. were filling up. Um, and groups are getting overwhelmed by these buses that the governors of Texas and, and Arizona are sending here full of migrants. How significant is this influx? How many people? Well, this is a very significant issue. Um, we have for sure called on the federal government uh, to work across state lines to prevent um, people from really being tricked uh, into getting on buses. Uh, we, we think they're largely asylum seekers uh, who are going to final destinations that are not Washington, D.C. Uh, I worked uh, with the White House to make sure that FEMA provided a grant to a local organization um, that is providing services to folks. Um, but I fear that they're being uh, tricked into nationwide um, bus trips when their final destinations are places all over the United States of America. God, these people, they're so ridiculous. So first off, Democrats basically are for open borders. We'll get to more of that in just a second. They have been tacitly, if not factually, welcoming all of these people. We have, we have actual numbers on it in a moment. Um, and now she's suddenly realizing, oh, when they come here, it's a problem because not in my backyard, because now our homeless shelters are being overrun. I love how she says, we believe that they're asylum seekers. It doesn't mean anything. It, it means nothing. Everyone all over the world would love to come to the United States for whatever reason they might want to come. They're an asylum seeker. So she's okay as long as we disperse these people all over the place. But fortunately, we have something called federalism. We have these states' rights. And we have competent governors in places like, uh, say, Texas and Arizona, which she mentioned, and uh, Florida. And that's, what do you call that, Gavin Newsom? That's localism. People electing their representatives in their local cities and states to take care of them. So that's exactly, ironically, what's happening here with these red states. They're saying, okay, you get in here, Biden administration isn't gonna take care of the border or you guys are just gonna flood us over. What are we gonna do? We're gonna put them in buses and send them to DC. And now the Democrat mayor of DC is very upset because she's okay with open borders until they show up at her house. Now we got a bit of a problem. But you're going, Dave, Dave, this seems like a bit much. It can't be the Joe Biden administration policies that are causing people to come. People that they know they can't just walk into the country. They know that Joe doesn't want people walking right into the country. That's not how things work. Videotape. We had a chance to talk to some of these migrants from Venezuela, and they are thanking President Biden. Take a listen. He's a good president with so much help that he's given us. It's been very difficult what's happened to us. Our trip has been very hard. Thank God we're here. We thank you for receiving us and treating us well. Look at that. Look at all of those tacos wandering over the border. <laughs> That's Dr. Jill Biden. That's not me. Taco time, and they love Joe Biden because he's telling them to come. And that's what the administration has done. So we got some info here because I know you guys like numbers. I don't want to just throw things at you without any backup uh, information. So RNC Research posted this on Twitter. Uh, this is really fascinating. So basically, 207,000 illegal immigrants were apprehended at the border last month, that's June, the most apprehensions in DHS history. 
Meanwhile, the Biden administration claims that the border is closed. So now, before I show you some, some other numbers, I'm going to get you some other numbers in just a sec, how that compares to, say, years past. What's interesting here is that if you're apprehending 207,000 people, that, that's good, right? That means, oh, we are protecting the border. Now, we don't know this is the key part of this. We don't know actually how many are coming through, but there's plenty of video of it. And now we know in places like DC, when they bust them in, they're suddenly not happy about it. So it's hard to track the illegals who actually come in because you're not going to believe this. When they walk in, they don't go, okay, I'm here. Here's all my paperwork. I'm here and I'm illegal. Don't worry about me. I'm, I'm going to, uh, sat, you know, I'm going to Sheboygan. Um, so here are some numbers just to give you a little context of how out of control these numbers are. Uh, so June of this year, it was 207,000 apprehensions. June of last year, 189,000. Now, here are the key ones. November of 20, it was 43,000. And June of 20, it was 33,000. So this has exploded. The apprehensions have exploded. So what does that mean? The messaging from this administration is has sort of been basically come here, right? The messaging from that crazy orange man's administration was do not come. So then less people were inclined to come. So there were way less apprehensions and there were way less people getting through. So even though we don't know the exact numbers on the illegals coming through, but you guys have all seen the videos just wandering through the border. And again, Muriel Bowser is very upset in DC because they're sending her to her. They're sending her to her hometown. Um, we know that the numbers are absolutely exploding and we can completely uh, place the blame at the doorstep of the Democrats on this, right? It was not happening under Trump. It's one of those things, wasn't happening under Trump, kind of like inflation wasn't happening under Trump, kind of like gas prices weren't going bananas under Trump, kind of like we didn't have a couple crazy wars under Trump, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but what else is going on with this administration? How's Joe Biden doing? How is he mentally? And what was he doing this weekend? All good questions, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Uh, well, he went to the Middle East and uh, we showed you a video a couple days ago of the disaster in Israel. He said he was gonna honor the Holocaust. He didn't know where he was going. He shook hands with air, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, well, here he is uh, getting to Saudi Arabia and some of the fist bumping and other such nonsense. But after promising during the 2020 presidential campaign to make Saudi Arabia a pariah for the murder of Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi, the president traded tough talk for fist bumps, urging the oil-rich nation to boost production amid rising pressure to combat sky-high inflation and soaring gas prices. The Saudis made no such guarantee during the trip. Okay, so to be clear, he met with the guy that he said he wasn't going to meet with. He fist bumped him instead of shook his hands. Then he asked them for more oil, even though we have plenty of oil here. If he would just uh, say, turn the, turn the gasket on that thing. We could have also got the Keystone Pipeline going and a whole bunch more. Uh, but it gets worse. Uh, he's not doing well physically. We'll always honor the bravery and selfishness, selflessness of the, and sacrifices of the Americans who serve. All right, that's just another one of those things. He's honoring the selfishness of those who have served America, sort of like honoring the Holocaust. Uh, then he had, a, he had a coughing fit. Do we have the coughing fit? Let's go with the coughing fit. And uh, I had a terrible headache. <laughs> Excuse me, a terrible headache. And... Uh, sorry. 
You know, it's funny, we're, we're all sitting in the room and we all kind of laughed at that one when we showed it, when we did our run through before the show. And now, look, it's sad. This is not what, how it's supposed to be. This should not be the president of the United States. I like old people. You guys know my feelings about the Golden Girls, okay? Uh, this, this whole thing is not how it should be going down. But there's something like, I have a terrible headache, he's coughing, he doesn't know where he is, like this is not good. And at some level, I guess you just have to laugh at it, which is why we're all having the same reaction. The, of, of how depressing this really is. Uh, but anyway, uh, he had said that when he goes, if he goes to Saudi Arabia, first it was an if, then it was a when. If he goes to Saudi Arabia, uh, he was not gonna meet the Saudi prince because the Saudi prince did some bad stuff. He killed Khashoggi. He's not gonna meet with him. I think we've got some video. I'm not going to meet with, I'm not going to meet with MBS. I'm going to an international meeting. And he's gonna be part of it just like there were people part of the discussion today. All right, so he's not going to meet with him. I think we've got some I'm not side going to meet with. I'm not going to meet with MBS. I'm going to a not going to meet with him. Created tough right. talk oh. for fist bumps. <laughs> well, <laughs> but you're fist bumping the guy you're not meeting with. That was the best moment of the whole freaking trip. Anyway, the media is also having a nervous breakdown because they realize nobody's listening to their nonsense anymore. They, they ran cover for this guy who is just completely losing it. They know that the Democrats are losing the Latino, or as they say, the Latinx vote. And uh, the jig is up. The jig is up. So now we're going to show you some video from CNN. CNN used to be a place of journalism. It's a partisan Democrat outfit. Uh, and here's a guy by the name of Don Lamon, and uh, he's struggling. He's struggling because uh, there are bad people out there and, and he's trying to be a journalist. We sit around and we talk about these things and we, we wanna give this false equivalence to Democrats and Republicans. That is not where we are right now. Republicans are doing something that is very dangerous to our society. And we have to acknowledge that. We have to acknowledge that as Americans. We must acknowledge that as journalists, because if we don't, we're not doing our jobs. We cannot sit here and pretend like, well, you, Republicans, it's a, cut them a break. Let's, we wanna hear whatever. They have a lot to answer for in this moment. A lot to answer for what happened with the former president of the United States. Whether you agree with abortion rights or not, why they have taken back a right that was what the, you know, that was granted to uh, American women for 50 years. We have a former member of the Oath Keepers who is saying we are in very dangerous territories, ter territory. We have a history professor who is telling us right now that the GOP is becoming more and more associated with extremists. And that Guys, a history professor doesn't like the Republicans. Sweet Jesus, send out something on the wire. A history professor. I, a professor at a university who's a partisan hack? Who doesn't like Republicans? This is incredible. This is absolutely staggering. And I'm freaking out, guys. Ugh, so ridiculous. First off, let me just qualify with this. I used to be friends with Don. He's been on the show. He was a decent guy. He really was. Something broke him. Trump broke him. Black Lives Matter broke him. I don't know what broke him. Uh, way back when, actually, when I had him on the show, he was openly talking about how uh, Islamic violence, radical Islamic violence against gay people is a problem. I'm pretty sure he wouldn't talk about that anymore because he's gone full woke. But he's everything he said there, you could completely do the reverse of, and it would make more sense. The Republicans have gone extreme. Well, wait a minute. 
you mean the Democrats have gone extreme when they locked everybody down and how in all the Democrat-run cities there's no law and order and lockdowns and blah, 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 all that stuff, like any of that? Um, then he's, the Republicans have to deal with January 6th. Oh yes, that a thing, that riot that lasted a couple hours that was completely disorganized and nobody brought any weapons to and blah, 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 blah. They have to deal with that. Uh, then there's this history professor. He's freaking out about the, and he, and I thought he dares sit there with his fake newsman glasses and his perfectly pressed shirt and jacket. I do my own, by the way. Okay, that's why my collars are sometimes a little relaxed, but that, that's my vibe. Uh, but his are very perfect because he's got 18 people in charge of his shirt and his glasses and all that stuff. Um, that he sits there and pretends that we as journalists, the time to be nonpartisan is over. We're journalists and we have to save the Republic. It's so bananas. It's just so ridiculous. It's, and nobody's buying it. I know no one's buying it. But I, the reason I wanted to show you that clip is because I think it gets to the heart of what these people think that they are. They think, oh, perhaps there was a time when we could have been honest. It's just so odd that he's saying it out loud. Maybe there was a time where we could be honest. Maybe there was a time where we could debate things. But now there's so many Nazis over there. There's the January 6th thing. There's a history professor over there. We've got to do something to save the Republic. It's complete drivel, drivel nonsense. Complete drivel nonsense. Oh, and speaking of drivel nonsense, arguably my greatest segue ever. Here's the view. <laughs> and there are Trump donors who are now giving to DeSantis, mm -hmm. meaning they're giving to his, quote, re-election campaign, mm -hmm. right, for mm -hmm. governor. But they know he's raising much more money than he's actually going to need yeah. for the governor's race. And as a result, he's going to have this huge war chest mm -hmm. at the end of this re-election campaign. Guess where that's going to go? You were saying he's got about $200 million? He's, he's going to have about $200 million probably by the time of the election. He's got 125 million. Who are these or people so. giving money to these people? Well, well and by the way, Sun made is... a good point for folks who aren't familiar. What a lot of these App, these apps and websites do is you click to give once and it actually signs you up to recurringly give. It yeah. is so unfair. It is a grift. People it is are losing terrible. their homes. It's, they're losing what a surprise. They're, they're There's a grift involved in this. Oh, no. A lot of the people are giving to DeSantis. Mm. Lord. Okay. Do we have to do DeSantis 101? He kept the state open. Florida is thriving. He is defending free speech. He is stopping the ever encroaching federal government. He's making sure we don't get flooded with illegals. He is doing all of the right things. Like if you got a checklist, the right things, bam, he's just checking them off every day. That guy goes to, to bed and puts his head on the pillow knowing that he did good work on any given day. And I, I'm telling you, I am meeting so many people here of every walk of life that are so appreciative of DeSantis and being in Florida and doing it right. So they're upset that he's raising money. Now, why is he raising money? Now, first off, he doesn't need $200 million to, to win his reelection here, obviously. He's running against this guy, Charlie Chris. Charlie Chris used to be governor of Florida. He was a Republican governor of Florida years ago. Now he's a Democrat. He's also a closet case. People used to talk about that, but now I guess they don't talk about it anymore. He has absolutely no support. He's an inauthentic, weirdo. He's just, there's nothing there. So DeSantis obviously is going to crush it. And I would say in many ways, DeSantis already is the president of the United States in a certain regard. Uh, he's not president by title, but he's president in terms of the president is supposed to be the leader of the country. And if America is still a free nation that is ruled by law and uh, the founding documents and all those things, then Ron DeSantis basically is the president already. Um, but they're so obsessed with this guy because the meme has gone out to the media 
right now. It's very obvious what has happened. There was an article in the New Yorker that basically was saying, uh, it's by this guy, Jonathan Chait, another one of these kind of Trump deranged people who gets everything wrong, but you know, in lefty world, you always move up. Uh, how Ron DeSantis is actually worse than Trump because he's got all the policies of Trump, but he's competent. So it's like competent Hitler. The other one we had was stupid Hitler. Now we got competent Hitler. That is gonna be the meme on DeSantis for sure. Oh my God, he staffs right. He knows what battles to fight. To fight. He doesn't have the personal baggage and all of that stuff. So he's got all the good Trump stuff and he's functional. Oh dear Lord, what are we gonna do? Uh, but what's interesting about that video of those ladies on The View is that that girl that's sitting on the right over there, Alyssa Farah, she was in the Trump administration, okay? So she was in the Trump administration, but now she is making a career going after Trump, going after Republicans. She's the perfect pet Republican, right? These people that go on MSNBC, they go on The View, they get pat on the head, they get a cookie, and they have no shame. And she dare calls Ron DeSantis a grifter. The people that are giving Ron DeSantis money, are, they're giving him money because they actually, it's money well spent. It's a rare moment where actually giving money to a politician is money well spent because you are helping someone strengthen their ability to defend you, not rule over you. It is a distinction that is lost on these clown people. But anyway, this Alice, Alyssa Farah, who is now becoming a media darling, she's on CNN and she's on The View and she throws all of her former colleagues under the bus and she pretends she has nothing to do with Trump and all of those things. Well, she's getting a sort of nice moment with the mainstream media, but she doesn't realize that they are gonna destroy her too. And Sonny's sort of trying to tell her. I'm very curious as to Alyssa's opinion on this because she probably knows Bannon and all the other crazy people she used to work with. So I'm very curious as to what you think. Deal with the devil, lady. That's what you signed. You signed a deal with the devil. They will keep you around while you are useful. And the second they are done with you, oh, you were a Trump person. You ushered all this in, blah, blah, blah. So good luck on your little contract for the next year or so. But this will not end well for you, Alyssa Farah. But if you want to do the show and talk about it, I'm all ears. Uh, but let's contrast the craziness of The View and these people who are very upset that there are people who actually care about freedom and liberty in this country uh, with people who actually do care about freedom and liberty in this country. Here's Ron DeSantis. Some of the people in Washington, like, can we actually agree that women get pregnant and not men? Because, because they don't seem to say that. I mean, it's just, it's just unbelievable, some of the stuff that you're hearing about that. Not to be a dick, but women can get pregnant and men can't. See what I did there? Not to be a dick. Um, yeah, it's true. And that is a, uh, a statement that, say, I don't know, four years ago would not have been controversial. Imagine, here's, I was thinking about this this weekend, actually. Um, imagine, just picture your grandma. Picture your grandma and grandpa on either side. Can you guys do it with me in this room? Let's all, all picture our grandparents. Now picture your grandparents at, say, 30 years old. And imagine them being told at, say, 30 years old that men can get pregnant. How do you think grandma would have reacted? back then? How do you think grandpa would have reacted? Do you see, this is what the destruction of logic and reality and everything else, they would have known it was bullshit. They would have gone to Europe and fought a war over it. Oh, you telling me that dudes can get pregnant? We're going to Normandy. You understand? That's what they would have done. Instead, we sit here and take it from these genderless, queer whack jobs. That's what we do. But we are fighting back. Ron DeSantis is fighting back. That's why things are going so well here. Uh, and it's not just that he's fighting back just against, against the assault on, on biology. Uh, he's also fighting back on this lunacy being taught to our kids in school. 
I think parents in this country uh, should be able to have their kids go to school, watch cartoons, just be kids without having an agenda shoved down their throat every minute. Again, just basic, basic truth, but you can see it. Can't you see what the media is gonna do? They're gonna take all of those things. They're gonna say he's using that coded language of the culture wars, just like Donald Trump, but he knows what he's doing. Trump was an idiot. Trump was orange and had crazy hair and was tweeting all day long. This guy might get stuff done. He's 10 times worse than Trump. Ridiculous nonsense. I feel good about this Monday show for the record. Uh, what did you say? Phoenix, you said a nine one today. Eight nine from Michael. What did you say? You're moving it to nine five. You can't move post show. You can't move in the middle of the show. What did you say? You said eight. What? You said eight which makes no sense. I was feeling good on a Monday, rested and refreshed. Phoenix, congratulations. You're getting a cookie, something. Uh, yeah, big show today, big show. Okay, uh, we got a meme Monday for you over at the Ruben Court Locals community. I really like this one. <laughs> Look at this. If the Titanic sunk in 2022, sorry, sir, women and children first. I'm trans, just perfect. I'm probably getting booted from Twitter for that one. I had a good run, it's okay. Couple comments from the uh, locals community and then uh, we got a great cold close for you. Jumpin' Jeff says, Trudeau has put up a Canadian Iron Curtain. He has, you know, the Iron Curtain, of course, which most people associate with the Soviet Union uh, in the 80s, the idea that you could not get out, basically, if you were a dissident, uh, if you were against the regime, et cetera, et cetera. In, in essence, there is a version of that in Canada right now, I think still on planes, you can't get on and leave. Is that right? I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah, that you cannot, if you are not vaccinated, you cannot get on a plane and leave Canada right now. That is a type of iron curtain. I mean, it, it's just evil. He is, he is right there. I mean, if the two guys that I think you have to watch out for most in the West right now, it's Newsom and Justin Trudeau. It's like they were separated by birth, like the devil's wife had twins. And she sent one to Canada and one to California. And they're slimy, smarmy liars. Soulless. That's the word. That's, they are just, Gavin Newsom is soulless. Talway says, not just a mask mandate, but an indoor mask mandate. Just when you think insanity can't possibly get worse. I mean, look, they're just going to mask these idiots up again. And they're going to want it. I think it's one of the reasons that you must believe in something else besides politics. Otherwise, every study and every, uh, every edict that these people put on you, you will think that they somehow have a right to tell you to what to wear on your face and what to inject yourself with and a whole bunch more. And by the way, the woman who's in charge, we should have had a picture of her, I don't think we can get it at this point, this woman, Barbara Ferrer, I think that's her name, Ferrer. Uh, this woman looks like Skeletor. We'll show a picture of her tomorrow. They're taking health advice from a woman who looks like Skeletor. These people take health advice from Jerry Nadler, who looks like the penguin from Batman. They take uh, health advice from uh, Rachel Levine. I'll just leave it at that. I mean, these people are completely insane and no one has a right to tell you what to put on your face or what to inject yourself with. But enjoy it, LA. Enjoy it. I'm never going back. Nuclear Patrick says, look at the light reflecting off Gavin's greasy head. He is a greasy, slimy, rat. I don't like him. If you'd like to play along and comment during the show, you can go to rubenreport.locals.com. The full interview with Patrick Bet David, who's just a great thinker and, and businessman and gets what freedom's all about. Great story. Immigrant from Iran. Really great 
Uh, I fully enjoyed it. Uh, it's all across platforms right now. And finally, we leave you with the elderly man pretending to be the president of the United States. Have a nice day. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.